It's a wiki how. Hey, quit quit IP thefting me. <laughs> Cam, you're a man. I'm a man. The, our audience as well, they know I'm a I'm a they manly know you're a man. man. <laughs> as I giggle. And since you're a man, you clearly know the seven male personality types, right? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Why are there seven? <laughs> All right, okay. I'm just going to throw them out there. Yeah. Tennis pro, a trucker, <laughs> uh, <laughs> moonshiner. <laughs> okay, I've got three out of the cowboy, seven. cowboy, <laughs> and and nerd. That's the persona that I take on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're almost there. The first one that this wiki how has is how to be an alpha male. Oh, cool. Last cool. I checked, that's not a personality type. That's oh. Yeah, no, it, but it does become somebody's whole fucking personality I, I have seen <laughs> until they go to jail for trafficking underage women or whatever. Oh, God. Alpha males are strong-willed leaders who love to take charge, exuding charm and machismo. Okay. <laughs> They're known for their natural confidence and exceptional leadership abilities. Common personality traits. These are seven personality traits, but they've got personality traits in yeah, them, right? Sure, okay. Brave, high-achieving, and social. The brave. Brave, they excel at. Yeah, careers they excel at, CEO, manager, military general, and politician. Cool. Do you want to know the examples that they have? I would love to hear the examples. William Wallace. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Maverick from Top Gun. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And Leonidas from 300. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, that bro, he has red pills for sure. (laughs) This is Sparta! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can you guess what the second personality type is? The opposite of Alpha (laughs) in in our weird culture that even looks at these things is Beta, right? Yeah, Beta males are extremely kind and down-to-earth. Shyer and more reserved, Beta males value personal relationships over material wealth or career. Whoa, this is the nicest description of Beta males I've ever seen on the internet. What? Okay. Common personality traits. Friendly, gentle, selfless. Right. Okay. Careers they excel at. Doctor, nurse, social worker, or teacher. Does that mean that we are beta males? (laughs) I think I wear that around with a a badge of honor. (laughs) They make great romantic partners, it says. Hey. Hey. Popular beta male characters. Sam from Game of Thrones. I don't know who that is. Phil from Modern Family and Ben from Parks and Rec. I don't know who any of these people are. All right. So here's what I would say. Just think about the friend-zoned guy. That's like that weird trope. That's what we're talking about here, I feel like, in some ways. Or maybe just the sort of put-upon guy who, like, gives so much and then is, like, shit upon by other people. That horrible Hollywood trope. God, fuck that. The next one is gamma males, which, isn't that the radiation that, like, the Hulk uses? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly! All right. <laughs> Equally creative and adventurous, they're often portrayed as fun-loving men of culture. <laughs> I am a oh. gamma male, a man of culture. <laughs> In that I knew what the word gamma male meant. <laughs> what uh, the and hell? They are adventurous, fun-loving, and goofy. They are the best at being an actor, an event coordinator, pilot, or travel agent. What do those things <laughs> have in common? I don't understand. Pull some careers out of a hat for this one. Like half of how WikiHow is written. Right. Joey from Friends, Tom from Parks and Rec, and Jay Gatsby from The Great Gatsby. Really? Jay wasn't an alpha male? I. All right. 
I could maybe see Jay being a gamma male. Yeah. yeah, definitely more alpha. Delta male. I can't believe there are more of these. Yeah, there are three more after Delta. <laughs> Delta males are very responsible and keep the world moving. <laughs> they have international airports all over the country. <laughs> They're best at being an accountant, a dentist, engineer, or firefighter. Do you just Again, pull? what yeah, do like... these careers have to do with each other? Yeah. You know how similar being an accountant and a firefighter are? It's like night and day. Listen, I worked with a lot of firefighters. They're basically just accountants. Who... <laughs> Fire accountants. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start calling them. We've got a Zeta male, which just sounds like a bad next generation type of phrase. We've got Gen Z. We've got Gen Zeta. The fuck? Oh, I just started looking at the images of these. And <laughs> the, this is where it, it gets wiki how wild. It's if bob ross were like churned up by an ai generator it really is. even the fingers it, are wrong it looks like if a picture of bob ross were painted by pablo picasso <laughs> <laughs> like how why are the eyebrows so much bigger than the eyeballs it's so weird and abstract zeta males are one of a kind progressive they are creative independent and self-aware and they excel at being an actor an artist musician or writer so okay, zeta males are the creative types yeah relate most commonly john keating from the dead poet society fair uh-huh. yeah yeah cam cool. from modern family yeah and it's funny there's a cam trope i feel like i need to enter into tv tropes because cams on tv have a certain personality and i'm kind of with it like ferris bueller's buddy that's this cam as well yeah no that is fair and then augustus from fault in our stars which yeah okay i can see that we've got sigmund freud sigma male <laughs> sigma freud personality all, they all want to fuck their mom oh no wait that's Oedipus. sorry <laughs> <laughs> Sigma males are confident mentors who play by their own rules. How is this different from an alpha male? I have no idea. I've moved beyond <laughs> alpha male. I've I've reached new levels of enlightenment with my red pilling. I'm Sigma now. <laughs> they are bold, nurturing, and wise. What do those have in common? <laughs> okay. They excel at being an entrepreneur, that's not a career, philosopher, professor, and therapist. I'm sorry to those entrepreneurs out there. Uh, that's not a profession. <laughs> Once once you've entrepreneured yourself into something, then you have a career. But <laughs> yeah. until then, you're just a person who has ideas. Um, you need money in order to have a career. Exactly. Popular Sigma male characters are Ferris Bueller from Ferris Bueller's oh, Day Off. Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Yeah. Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> the two wait, most wait, extreme opposite characters I could think of. The gray or the white, though? Because yeah. this is a really important... Hey, I'm a Lord of the Rings nerd. We've got to distinguish... Which one is it? I'm going to say uh, he he ascended to uh, Sigma. Sigma male. He was an he alpha. Was, got the, 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 <laughs> he was an alpha before. And then he, he got wiser. And then we have Hawkeye from MASH, which I've yeah. seen a lot of MASH. I don't remember the character Hawkeye at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's one of, he's one of the he's main He's one of the dudes. main guys? Okay. Yeah, just wow. And then, uh, sorry, going back to the images, because the images for all of WikiHouse are wild. <laughs> the next one is Omega Male. And why is it just a guy in a lab coat looking at some blood in a test tube? Looking at some blood. No, can we go back to the Sigma male? It's a bald man with a beer gut teaching advanced (laughs) mathematics. This is the wisest, nurturing, bold man you could come up with. He's clearly Gandalf the White. (laughs) 
Wait, and I'm sorry, math teacher was not even on the list. No, no, is he was. teaching the – oh, I'm sorry, professor was on the list. Never mind. Professor that was, was yeah. yeah. Okay. What is he okay. even teaching, though? It looks like some stupid version of advanced algebra. God, yeah, I don't – You're talking to the wrong Yeah. Guy. Omega males are skilled introverts who don't need external validation. <laughs> Oh. Does that describe any person on Earth? I don't know. Self-motivated, strategic, and quiet. Careers that- I got ahead of you, and I'm looking at the <laughs> examples, and I'm so scared by this type of person. Careers they excel at. Chemist, composer, inventor, and mathematician. Huh? So I guess it makes sense that we've got a guy who's looking at some blood. <laughs> Except for this next example! <laughs> specifically looking at blood! popular omega male characters are you ready audience i don't think you're ready for this cam is definitely not dexter from dexter's laboratory i'm sorry what what? (laughs) he is not an introverted person at all i just then we've got bran from game of thrones who i do know who that is i do know who that is okay and then sherlock holmes from sherlock and then sherlock holmes that's the one that has thrown me no i'm sorry dexter threw me off and also hey i have to tell you i didn't read that it was dexter's lab so i was thinking it was dexter from the show (laughs) dexter the serial killer which actually fit this and he's sherlock holmesy a little bit okay but why is it sherlock holmes specifically from the show sherlock (laughs) that was my favorite sherlock holmes it was a very good sherlock holmes but again not very much a introverted person he was no an extroverted introvert yeah that's it is strange shire more reserved yin to the zeta males yang okay yeah it's wild i I maybe just left this confused like i do (laughs) all of our wiki ho conversations so it's not a personality type but the last thing that it says is keeping perspective and it has a picture of what looks to be supposed to be a woman and a man but again put through an ai generator and it looks like their prompt was give me the most butch looking woman on earth kissing this man (laughs) like they're all teeth yeah all teeth the mouth is just teeth that person is Oh, I like then that it goes on, don't take these personality types too seriously. Hey, sorry, you listen to us and you're like, I am going to achieve Sigma male status. We're here to tell you, just don't take it too seriously. Also, finally, get to know each man as a person. And what that means for plan B to plan A to plan C, I have no idea. But that is what this image is telling me, is you have to get to know (laughs) each man as a person by following the algorithm. The (laughs) guy next to him planned to increase revenue. So it's like that meme of become an omega male and then question mark profit (laughs) (laughs) so there you go uh the seven male personality types explained that was good that was really good thank you i'll forgive you ip thefting me (laughs) Hi, I'm Anna, a transgender person. And I'm Cam, your dad. And this is The Transgender, a podcast chronicling my transition. And a cisgender man learning how to support it. I don't know why I fumbled. I say that every week. (laughs) You got it. It sounded good. I wanted to talk about safe spaces and found family. Because we're getting into the holidays. One of our favorite conversations. It's such a good conversation. I know we've already talked a little bit about this in the past. We may have actually done a topic on this before. I can't remember. I think our very first episode, we talked about our experiences around the holidays and and how we struggle at this time of year. So I think it's well worth revisiting. Yeah. So as we go over every year, it's important for us to remember that family is who we choose. Biology is what is chosen for us. 
And this is really fascinating because I actually, in my social work class, sorry to those who didn't know I was in school, I'm in school again. (laughs) In my social work class, we were talking about family. And we were specifically talking about family because we were talking about child protective services. And my immediate definition of family was who you choose to be around. And my professor pushed back on that and was like, hey, what if though you don't have a choice of who your family is? Are they still family to you? And I was like, no. (laughs) They don't have to be. That's the thing. Your blood relations can 100% be your family. But the way that we look at it is that's not the thing. The word family isn't just family tree, genetics, all the people that are related to us. Because I think at this point in society, that's everybody, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, we are blood related to everybody on Earth in, in one way or the other, perhaps. And so the real point of this is, The word family is like who nurtures you, who builds you up, who creates the space that you need as a human being. There's a really good found family definition, which is people who aren't biologically related to you, but who protect and trust you or each other unconditionally. I think that's really important. Thank you, Book Riot, for that description, because that is really it. You have to see the people around you as people who you can trust implicitly, who you would do anything for. That's really what family is and what it is supposed to be. And so when we're thinking about holidays and being around potentially biological family or people who we don't really consider to be family, I want you all to remember that it is okay to be around people who we are biologically related to and who you do not consider to be family. It's also okay to say, fuck that, and not be around those people. Especially if they were abusive or were not great to you in the past or are not accepting of you and your identity. It is okay to say, fuck that, I'm not going to that family event. And we know that a number of you are listeners. We we know our demographics and there is a good proportion of you that are under 18 and likely in a scenario where you don't have a lot of control over those things. And so I think the only thing that I can really suggest is do your best to get through it, do the things that you need in order to give yourself the mental capacity to make that happen, but also use it as an opportunity too. As an angsty teenager, it's really easy to just write off all family anyway. Yes. Just fuck all these people, like I don't want to be around them. But it is a really good opportunity to practice your skills in how you vet people and how you learn about people and how you figure out who you want to be around. And I don't want to encourage you to just automatically write off your parents because they told you to clean your room or or do those kinds of things like that that's part of the teenage growth cycle is just like realizing that they're doing that because they want you to try to be successful in one way or another instead do your personalities align and do you have Mm -hmm. things in common and being forced to be stuck with your family during the holiday is a great time to you just need to start learning those skills and then you can decide later whether or not those are the types of people you want to be around when you're an adult let me just remind all of you too that it is never okay to be misgendered or to be no misidentified or to have hate thrown at you and we're not saying just tolerate that we're saying there's more that you have to be thinking about as a teenager as a young adult that is more than just this person i don't want them in my life like it is a hard decision and especially when you're stuck with family during the holiday season or something it can be very easy to fall into that i don't want to be around any of these people fuck all of them i don't want them in my life and you really need to be cautious of that Because sometimes they are good people. I don't think I've ever told Cam to fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) You always can. um, It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Same. (laughs) But there have definitely been times where I have wanted to tell family members, fuck off. And I just recently met with some family members who I hadn't spoken to in quite a while. And I gave them the opportunity. They reached out to me and I gave them the opportunity to give 
speak their piece and to try and rebuild that connection that went super well so you never know like you never know that what family is what can change and i think it's important to remember that as well you can also have different levels of relationship with different people in your world yeah it took me hey y'all if you're still learning all this just know that i am i just turned 40 everybody and <laughs> and i had a wildly cool birthday party it was party. a super cool so birthday party <laughs> everybody was involved with that but regardless of that like it's taken me until maybe the last five years to really give myself the space to say, I don't want to. There's an obligation that you feel. And I think societally, we've created this mechanism of if your grandma invites you to Thanksgiving dinner, you better be there. And, and what are the consequences? Like, okay, then the whole family doesn't talk to you or you don't get invited again or those kinds of things. And like, yeah, those things are real, but think real carefully about I was in so many spaces, especially when I was married, that I didn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I didn't want to go to church, but the, that was the thing that they all did. And I felt this amount of pressure. And then I felt this amount of pressure as your parent to drag you along huh? to these things too, because I'm like, the thing we have to do I, and so let's and i hated it and i hated it for you and it was awful i i hate this sorry this is just some personal shit i hate going to churches i hate going into churches yeah. i hate being around churches i feel like i am going to be smote right there <laughs> yes it's uncomfortable for us it's really and, uncomfortable and, and if other people find we always try to preface if you find solace in religion if you get the things that you need out of that as long as you're not using that as a tool to oppress other people to go for it Make yourself happy in that. But Anna and I just don't have that exactly. part of our brains that, that need that. Exactly. And church, I have seen, can be a very great and welcoming and inclusive space. It's just my personal religious drama, which is not much, but it is there, is, is not great. And that's where I'm coming from. But church can be a great spot for so many people, just not for Cam and I. Yep. Speaking of that, Cam and I have had to find our own safe spaces. Church can be yeah. a safe space for a lot of people, but Cam and I have found that our safe space is sitting behind a screen and being in each other's <laughs> company. Like that talking is talking to all of you. Exactly. <laughs> or being out with friends. That can be a safe space. Gay bars. We do a, a weekly game night. Yeah. So that we can be in and, and I keep thinking about trying to expand that to having a couple of other groups because it's just mm -hmm. there are so many cool people that I know that I would like to be in in community with more often. Exactly. And then Anna and I also serve on a bunch of groups and advisories and boards and places where we've selected the topic and the organization where we know that people that we are going to care about and get along with are and, and exactly. a lot of community too. And another piece of this is that safe spaces do not have to be physical safe spaces. Oftentimes they are, but a safe space can be around people who you care about and who you love and who respect you. A safe space can be Cam and I hanging out. That can be safe for us. A safe space can be, I go to a gay bar and I don't feel like I'm going to be hit on by gross men. It can be a safe space physically, or it can be a safe space emotionally, mentally, whatever. And so keep that in mind as you are going into the holiday season here. And I hope that our podcast can be a safe space for you if you need it, if you feel like you need to retreat and have a safe space. Maybe you're not around a lot of good people and it's just a space that you need to be away. I don't know if that made sense, but... <laughs> It totally did. Yeah. If you throw in your headphones and if we can provide any solace because you can't physically get away from a scenario that doesn't make you feel comfortable. That's one of the reasons that we do this. Another thing, this is the time to plug it. <laughs> Anna and I just decided before we recorded this episode, <laughs> we will be doing our second annual Transgender Holiday live stream Woo! on 
Christmas Eve this year instead of Christmas Day. So it's December 24th, 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time. Our annual tradition, if you didn't attend the live stream last year or you did not listen to like the four episodes before that, because we talked about it every time, we just like to play video games and be in each other's company. And we used to find cool spaces to (laughs) that we could be alone in and just hang out and project on a big screen and play games and order pizza. And we decided it would be fun to share all that with you. Last year, we tried to do it for eight hours and we almost died. (laughs) Y'all, I don't know how professional streamers do it. It is really hard to be on camera for eight hours. We did not have the stamina for that. So we're going to try we're going to try four and we're going to come up with some ideas on how to really make that four hours go by fast and break it up with some other things and not just us trying to entertain everyone. for eight yes, hours. It's, it's a long time. The other aspect, too, is we will probably be playing a wide swath of games. We haven't decided yet on if we'll have audience participation or not. But last year, it was really fun when we did. Except for the last one when we were already tired yes. and we got some weird randos on there. So there will be a vetting process. So if you want to play with us, send us a message to questions at transgenderpod.com so that we know you're out there. And keep an eye out on our social medias for future information on this. And just another shout out. Hey, if you want more information about what we do or to support us more, our Patreon, also an option. Yeah, that will be the first place that we put all the details about this event. That's a good spot to be. There is a free option now, too. So you can join our Patreon at the free level. You won't get all the perks, but you'll get our updates. So let's talk about a holiday that's not like a holiday where, you know, Jesus was born or the Easter bunny came back to life or whatever. Pagan holidays. Do you like to save money? I know I do. That's why I've started using Upside. Upside is an app that gives you cash back on your everyday purchases. I personally save up to 22 cents per gallon on gas, and there are deals for up to 30% back at restaurants. And if you use our offer code, you can save an additional 15 cents per gallon on your first gas purchase and support the transgender while you're at it. Just go to Upside.com to get the app and use offer code Cameron 634 Nine three six. That's C A M E R O N six three four nine three six to get fifteen more cents off when you fill up your tank. Make your dollars go further with cash back from Upside. Yeah, Christian stole or a guy in a boat came over and ravaged all the indigenous people in a country. Yeah, like Not actual those holidays. holidays. But <laughs> it's November. When we're recording this, and that means it's Trans Awareness Month. Yay! Happy Trans Awareness Month. Thank you. This is the one month where I can't commit any crimes because people are aware of me now. (laughs) We perceive you now. (laughs) Darn it. That's okay. We will commit all the crimes in December. So today, as we literally, as we were figuring out what we want to talk about today, uh, we learned that today is Transgender Parent Day. Um, Happy Transgender day for- Parent Day, Cam! <laughs> Yay! Thank you! Celebrating those of us that are the parents of transgender people. I feel weird about having a day that highlights <laughs> that, because we talk a lot about the funniest thing to us is like when transphobes are like, when's cis straight day? <laughs> When do I get to get celebrated from that? I'm like, you don't know why we create these days of awareness, do you? <laughs> you don't really, you have no perception of why this exists. Cam is being very humble here, but just as a lot of our listeners are parents to trans people, as a trans person, I am saying it is okay to have a day where you get to celebrate your being a parent to a trans kid. There are challenges, and there are also a lot of really cool things that come from it. And sometimes 
You just need to have a day where it's, fuck, this is hard, but I'm here and I love it and I just want to keep doing it. That's totally yeah. okay. I love that. Yeah, I think we do want to lift up parents that are welcoming of their transgender kids and supportive of that because we know that's not every parent out there. History of Trans Awareness Month. I actually didn't know this much about that. The origins of this really came from Trans Day of Remembrance, the focal point of all of this, which is November 20th. And I think we'll do a bigger conversation about that because that's a really heavy topic. It is. Why we do Trans Day of Remembrance. So I'm not going to dig into that that much here because I think we'll have a lot of content warnings on that episode. And we'll be talking about a lot of people and the circumstances by which we need to remember them. But that led to then the creation of Transgender Awareness Week, which this year is November 13th through 19th. And then that spawned into the larger month of awareness. And that's often how these sort of things happen. Pride happened that way too. It started as a kind of a day thing and then it was like a week and then it became a whole month because every city in the country wanted to celebrate. And yeah, that's how a lot of these kinds of events happen. Also, hey, just a cool thing that I just noticed right now, the week of trans awareness is the same week I am having surgery, y'all. Yay! We'll be aware of you in your gender affirming care. So just like last time, I will be documenting my time and experience. It'll be a lot shorter this time because I won't be in the hospital. But just keep an eye out for our socials or if you want to keep track of and follow that process. It's going to be pretty cool, I think. I think people really found it helpful. You've done two kind of long format conversations that I think people, your mental health journey, which please go back and listen to that. There's a the full YouTube video on our YouTube channel or the edited down version on our podcast feed of that. And then your kind of regular check-ins for your bottom surgery, which was really, I think, helpful for folks. It's a scary it's process. It's a scary process. <laughs> and that's okay. But you did it and you feel <laughs> a lot better for it. Yes. It's important that as trans people, we share our experiences, not only for each other, but also for the world to see that, hey, I am so much happier after I got surgery. I am so much better in my life because I got surgery, because I experienced a new euphoria on a daily basis. So yeah, just keep an eye out for that. Keep them in your back pocket. If you ever decide, or if you are going through this process by yourself or whatever, and you need some support or you need something to help calm you down, it is a scary process, but hey, it turns out okay almost all the time. <laughs> we wouldn't be doing it if it didn't turn out okay almost yeah. all the time. <laughs> We're really lucky to have the level of modern care that exists now. That actually is a funny segue. First of all, I want to say Trans Awareness Month was first celebrated in 2017, which is far too late (laughs) to begin this kind of a process as far as the timeline of humanity goes, but very cool. Again, because it was spun up from a Trans Remembrance Day that has existed. Largely, this comes from the whole movement of trans advocacy that's existed. And when we look at the timeline for United States trans advocacy, we're really looking at 1952. We talked about in one of our opening segments, Christine Jorgensen, who was known as the first person in America to receive sex reassignment surgery, as they were calling it at the time, gender-affirming care. A couple of other milestones, though, that are called out to lead us to that activism that has led to a Trans Awareness Month. American trans man Reed Erickson in 1964 started the Erickson Educational Foundation. That was the first real opportunity for funding for transgender equality. Millions of dollars have been put out into the world from that foundation. And because of that, there were actually dollars to do advocacy 
which didn't exist before. I'm actually surprised it was far back as 1964, because just given how hard things have been between now and since then. But we have talked about like detransvestite, which was in the early 1800s, or sorry, 1900s. It's been around for a long time. It just, the conversation is an ever-going conversation, I put in quotes, because it's not actually a conversation. It is just a, we hate trans people. (laughs) Yeah, truly has. Um, A few other items on this list are things we're going to talk about Trans Remembrance Day, because um, those were really some really high profile um, incidences that occurred in the 80s and 90s. But then in 1999, the first observance of the International Trans Day of Remembrance happened, now observed November 20th every year. 2002, the Transgender Law Center was founded. And now that I work for a legal advocacy organization, I find the Transgender Law Center to be extremely important. That same year, the Sylvia Rivera Law Project was founded. That was the year I graduated high school. (laughs) That was the year of some really trans-specific legal advocacy in our country that didn't exist before. Can I also just, hey, we're in Trans Awareness Month. Everybody needs to go check out Y'all Better Quiet Down by the speech that Sylvia Rivera gave. Yes. It is so good. First, like, trans person to really have a public presence that is well known to this day and an incredible person sylvia rivera is amazing also hey since we're talking about it shout out to all the amazing black trans women who started pride and fucking got trans people rights just as we keep talking about trans people are amazing trans people of color are amazing and this is the time to be thinking about that. Pivotal to all the rights of the LGBTQ community from, I know, know we've talked about this a lot, but we can't talk about it enough. BIPOC trans people who are still the most discriminated against in our country yeah. now. There's a long road, so we need to recognize how in- integral they've been to all the rights that we see. And speaking of which, kind of my list ends with, 2012, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission declared transgender people protected under employment discrimination under Title 10 of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And oh, Title 12, excuse me. And that's again too late. <laughs> that, yeah, that was 10 years ago, you all, before transgender people were protected in their workplaces. Yep. And it's still such a common scenario that we see and hear about that people are discriminated against in their workplaces or at very least misgendered. Um, Got a long way to go, which is why this Awareness Month is so important. It really is. We have a long way to go. It's so important that trans people exist. It sounds weird to say that we are aware of each other, but it, it genuinely is. It can be very challenging to think about other trans people when you yourself are going through challenges. And it's really hard to think about who came before us and the s- strides that we have made, even though it has been hard. So to all of my trans folks out there, you all are amazing. And I'm so glad to be sharing this month with all of you in, in the spotlight, in the awareness. Do you have a gender euphoria? I do. I mentioned it already, but I am having surgery next week. <gasps> I know. What kind of surgery? Do you want to tell us about it? I'd love to. So I am going to be having breast augmentation surgery, like breast enlargement surgery, whatever you want to call it, top surgery, where it's super fucking cool. So first of all, my doctor's name is Dr. Tran, which is amazing. Second of all, the surgery itself is really cool. So they basically will take fat from my like love handles and put it into my chest. And they will be like, there will be very little recovery time. They will be pretty much completely natural. I won't ever have to have another surgery again, hopefully, everything going right. And they will behave just exactly like 
typical breasts will. They will shrink. Yeah, and grow behave if I breasts. I know that's what most women say. <laughs> you you need to be well behaved. <laughs> be well behaved. No, but they will. They'll grow and shrink as I lose and gain weight, and it'll be super good. I'm so excited, y'all. That's fascinating. Yeah, this is all new to me. I know we talked about this just in a conversation together in the past. Of course, when I think about breast augmentation, I think about silicone implants because that's the sort of Hollywood trope. So it's really nice to know that, again, we've advanced in the way that we're able to provide these services. You're using your own body to create your own body. And it's really fascinating, too. So Dr. Tran is an amazing doctor. I'm super excited to be working with him. But he had a really good point, which is like silicone implants and stuff and and implants in general have to be typically replaced every 10 years, I think. And he was like, you still have a lot of your life left. And with all of your rights being under attack, I don't know how this will work out in the future. And so he really recommended me towards the surgery just because of what I wanted. I wanted to keep sensation and I wanted to have it look more natural and also then really no maintenance that I have to do. So even if my rights are taken away and I'm not able to go back for surgeries if I need to, there's really no need for that to happen in the future. So it's not an easy decision, but it was one that I am excited about now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're excited for you. If you have questions about transitioning or supporting someone who is transitioning, and you'd like us to talk about it on the show, please shoot an email to questions at transgenderpod.com, click on the chat with us button on our website, or DM us on social media. And if you'd like to support the show, you should become a patron on Patreon. Shout out this week to Raina, a Backstage Plus subscriber on Ooh, our Patreon. Thanks, Raina. Thank you, Raina. And be sure to check out our episode description for links to resources on today's topics, especially that wiki how, because it's really funny to look at. <laughs> you just need to check out the, the images. It's always funny. And thanks for listening. I've been Cam. I've been Anna. And this has been The Transgender. Love you all, except the bigots. <laughs>